Hello and welcome back to That Park Live Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Greg, joined as always by... Beth here. Uh, also <laughs> back with uh, your latest TikTok update. Yes. I feel like this is my newest thing, right? I just find a bunch of TikToks. Uh, so I had to give a shout out here to a couple of TikToks. One, I wanted to talk about the one that I shared with you where Minnie lost her pants. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that one and it made me laugh so hard. Essentially, they're up on the train station dancing and Minnie's, she's jumping around and her undergarments came down to yes. her ankles. And the way that she has to run off of stage, it just cracked me up. Her little like shuffle. It yeah, was like she waddle. looked down. She looked down for like three seconds, realizes what has happened, and then turns and runs away. And then Mickey's just kind of there, like, "Okay, we're just gonna keep going yeah. and pretend like that <laughs> didn't happen." Yeah. <laughs> that um, was my best guess was Disneyland Paris, right? Because I think um, so. It said the Euro Disney train or railroad, I think, on the sign behind them. So yeah, I'm guessing that that's that. So just glad she, you know, she didn't flash everybody. So I see England, I see France, I see see Minnie Mouse's underpants. underpants. (laughs) And now that's happened. Uh, The other thing I wanted to share, I brought a sound clip today, was uh, my life's been a little bit busy the past couple weeks, and I thought that this TikTok really just, um, it's it's a great representation of how I feel on a daily basis about life in general, right? You just keep singing through it. (laughs) So Greg's going to share that real quick with us. So this is from the Frozen Sing Along in Hollywood Studios, and a certain guest in the audience singing along with Elsa and the and the big number at the end. so good she is crying happy tears Uh, my my interpretation of life in general is just you just cry through it you get through it it's fine it's fine we're all fine (laughs) everything's fine she so that girl i don't know was maybe like three or four i'm really bad at judging no she's probably like five okay she's probably like four or five yes innocent like she's crying because she's seeing her hero on stage right Mm -hmm. like this is her dream to be seeing this and so i mean she just has tears streaming down her face as she's crying through it um i have tears streaming down my face for a different reason but i thought that was super wholesome but also a great representation of life in general in your 30s right right greg absolutely you gotta cry your way through it and she was a little a little pitchy but you know what she was still (laughs) the effort was there she was really good she was selling it she was she'll get there she'll get there um so a couple of things going on this week uh, before we get to our big topic. We're talking about places to work remotely if you happen to be in Disney World, um, either yes. because you can't escape work or you're choosing to work here because you can work right. remotely. Um, you'll hear from both of us and then from some of our uh, submissions via Instagram. There's some interesting places that were yes, submitted. from our lovely listeners. Yes. And we'll also do some questions that y'all asked us in the Ask Beth and Greg which Greg, is thank um, you for saying y'all so like not i said y'all, today. it just sounded natural didn't it, it, did. like it was so natural i'm really oh impressed God, okay I sorry myself. i didn't mean to call it out moving on moving on okay um but this week is a fun week because it is the springtime surprise run disney weekend it's not a marathon weekend because the longest race is only 10 miles people mm-hmm. at work were giving me a hard time because i kept saying only 10 i was like well a half and a full means a lot more road closures that's why i kept saying only 10 but Right. And um, there's a 5K, a 10K, and then a 10 miler, right? So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So your boy will be there on Saturday running the 10K around Epcot. And I'm very excited. Yeah, because, my sister in law um, is going to be down there. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to, um, you know, tell her to say, hey, she sees me. Um, but I have never really done a, a true run Disney event. The cast member 5K that I participated in in, in December wasn't really a run Disney event. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was running at Disney, but it wasn't really a run Disney event. So this is my first one, and uh, it's a little bit of an early start time. But what um, is it? I'm, it's like, I think, a 5 a.m. call time, I want to say. I mean, it, Which it is, is like normal, is. right, for Disney races like that? Yeah, it is. I mean, I normally wake up around... 545 to go on a run like by right. about six o'clock but so not be actually be there and ready to run at yes five o'clock. well the thing is like you get there but you have to wait for your corral to start so like i don't know and mm-hmm. um i'm in the eight to ten minute group so for five if anyone's wondering for five and ten k's you don't have to prove your time 
Um, so they, they take your, you know, honor system, they'll take your word for what your average mile pace is. Okay. Uh, whereas for a half or for, yeah, for a half or a full, you have to be, um, I don't know what the word is, but you have to like submit something that shows your actual like runtime for an event, which I don't have by the way. So, um, so when I registered, I had to declare I'm between eight and 10 minutes, which is, I average in the eight ish minutes. Uh, I, by the way, don't know how that happens. I'm not an athlete, but so anyway, um, I'm excited about it and uh, shout out to everyone else who's doing it because it's a really cool thing and I'm really excited to be a part of it. And you can check out our story on Saturday because I'm sure mm-hmm. I'll be posting about it as I'm running through Epcot in the, in the dark hours of the morning on, on Saturday when you might this, still be asleep. Is this a theme? Are you going to dress up? It's, um, it might have a theme. I already don't remember what it is. I think okay. I might actually include a scavenger hunt. I don't know. The thing is like, I, I um, also signed up for the the Wine and Dine 10K that is going to be in November, and it's Raya and the Last Dragon themed, but I Ooh. I don't think I really care about the theme. I'm just yeah. really excited to run in a park. That's right. like what, what I'm excited about. Maybe you should just wear your Friday shirt so people can well, find it's you. Well, Saturday. Easy. How dare you? I'll be wearing well, my I'm Friday shirt on Friday. Well, <laughs> okay. I also, I can't wear cotton. We talked about a certain body part of mine yeah. that is negatively affected when I run. So um, I have to choose my clothing. We talked about that on our Pat Chat, so on our bonus. that's Hey, if you want to support us and get quality bonus entertainment, you can hear about my nipples yeah. over on our bonus episode. So um, I Greg can't wear – Greg has to wear sports uh, bras now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, have to, I would prefer to wear like a, a – uh, um, I don't know what it's called, but like a runner, like a shirt a that's meant fit? to like wick away. Yeah, that, thank you. Yeah. That, that. It's a little a smoother fit. on the old – on the old chesticles so anyway (laughs) i'm excited to do the uh run disney event this weekend cool all right so the big topic today are is what big topic today best places to work remotely around walt disney property so resorts parks springs i don't know whatever whatever comes up here so we each have some picks of our own and mm-hmm. we posed the question out on Instagram for you all to tell us either places that you have actually worked around Disney World or, if you haven't, um, places you'd like to try. And uh, we'll go through some of those places. I think what's interesting to note here is that, um, you know, I don't think people are coming to Disney World to do work. Sometimes you can't avoid it. Or rather than take all of your days off or whatever, maybe you're mm-hmm. able to kind of like make it a hybrid trip especially if you have a remote working job anyway. So I'm not going to say these places are places I would enjoy working necessarily. It's, hey, if, if you're going to work at Disney, how do you make the best of it for some of these places? And for some of the other ones, I would, if I could work there a couple days a week, I would, I would do it. And I say this yeah. as someone who has worked um, in kind of odd Disney places um, as a cast member. I mean, mm-hmm. most recently I've spent some time sitting in Citricos working, unfortunately right. not open to the public, so that's not on my list today, although I probably would put it there because um, it's quiet because it's not open until dinner time, but unfortunately not open to the public. Yeah, this topic kind of came to mind, um, one, when we were talking about it last week um, on the episode, but two, because I do a lot of remote work. And so I thought, mm-hmm. well, if I ever lived there and I yeah. was still doing this remote work, I think it would be refreshing to be able to go to these different places yeah. and actually sit there and work um, just as like a different, you know, a change of scenery from the house and just to kind of be in that Disney atmosphere. So that's where I was like, let's talk about some of these cool okay. places. Well, then you want to give us one of your picks first? Sure. So my first pick uh, is actually the lobby of the Wilderness Lodge. And I would oh. say probably before dinner time, before... Mm-hmm. Whispering Canyon opens up because that can be a little bit loud with things clanking around and people talking and stuff like that. Uh, but I love that lobby. It just has, I don't know, that that's one of my resorts that's like bucket list for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's a it's such a huge lobby. So not a lot of, there's just like not a lot of sound that's, does that make sense? Like it can be quieter and they have that beautiful fireplace. So it's like, well, if it's yes. a cooler cooler day out or cooler morning you can get some um some warmth by the fire if you will i just love the ambiance in that yeah uh, lobby so i feel like you could kind of post up somewhere in a corner and get your work done and you're not alone um quite a few of our followers on the gram said wilderness lodge too specifically um where you're mentioning by the fireplace so when you walk in the lobby and you go directly above the main entrance door there uh, that first level has a few spots to to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually looks like workspace. There's like this. Yeah. It actually looks like what I imagine an old operator, like phone operator desk <laughs> looks like. I, I don't know how else to describe it. but And then you can go one story up from there, and there's even more 
uh, chairs and mm-hmm. another fireplace and stuff. And when you're up there, it is kind of, it's like tucked away enough, but also you're still in the middle of it all. So you can still yeah. see things for the lobby. So yeah, I think that would be a great place. And I do think, you know, having some of those, like the fireplace with the rocking chairs and things like that, it's just mm-hmm. a nice area to like take a little break. If you need to get up yeah. from where you're working and just walk over and sort of sit for a minute and, you know, I don't know, maybe look at your phone and do some things there just to take yeah. a break. But, you know, look at your phone to take a break from looking at your computer. That's what I would exactly, do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And how do you get to Wilderness Lodge, right? So some that's right. usually like the secondary conversation to all these things is if you're going to a resort, how do you get there? Because you can't just park at resorts all the time. Right. Obviously, if you have a dining reservation, so let's say you're there to get breakfast and then you stay for lunch, you know, stay to work throughout the day, that's one thing. Or if you're staying there, of course, um, you might have to do a couple of, couple of, uh, what am I trying to say? Connecting transportation routes. You might have to park at the ticket transportation center, get over to Magic Kingdom maybe and take the boat. Bus over. Yeah, bus. Just. So a little bit of a hop, skip, and a jump to get there, specifically Wilderness Lodge, but I would say worth it. Um, my first one is also at Wilderness Lodge, but not in the main lobby. It's okay. next door at the DVC Villas building, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Boulder Ridge Villas okay. at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. So it has its own little teeny tiny lobby, and I re- the reason I say teeny tiny is there's no check-in desk. It's more of just like a big foyer, um, you know, a common place, common area to, to walk through. Um, but off to the side is the Carrollwood Pacific Room. Um, we haven't we've we've done our Wilderness Lodge Resort rundown, but technically Boulder mm-hmm. Ridge is a separate resort, so we will get there and have all kinds of history items. By the way, for this room, yeah. so I won't go too far into that here because you're there to work. But like, it's a nice, quiet room, plenty of tables to sit at. There is a fireplace there as well, and you can kind of bounce around a little bit. There's a little lobby with a fireplace, and then that's outside the room. And then once you're in the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad Room. Um, it's just, it's generally, in my experience, quiet in there, minus the time. Have I ever told, and I'm not going to tell it here, have I ever told you the story of my, um, the, our wedding trip and I'll call it a gastric disturbance that I experienced while having to use the public restroom in the, in the Boulder Ridge Villas? I don't think so. Oh my goodness. One day, if I'm ever feeling like I really want to expose myself, I will tell that story. I know please, a bunch of people. Please don't you know, expose yourself. Anyway. If you know what I'm saying, Matt, in a matter um, of speaking, uh, I might have to, I might have to save that for one of okay. our bonus episodes because it's it's a little gross. So, hey now, <laughs> speaking we of love quality gross. entertainment, um, <laughs> you'll hear all about Greg's body over on our bonus episodes. Anyway, um, so I think it's a nice quiet room over there in the Carrollwood Pacific uh, Railroad room at the Boulder Ridge Villas of Wilderness mm-hmm. Lodge. I also think that, I mean, I, this isn't on my list, but just thinking about wilderness and thinking about the campsites, like if you're staying out there at the campsites yeah, and you do have Wi-Fi, obviously if you can get, I mean, if you have an iPhone, you can get Wi-Fi now, but most people don't realize that that's a feature now. Like your phone is an actual. Um, and then the thing about the campsites is there's Wi-Fi all over property and for right. Fort Wilderness. So even but if, just saying, um, even exactly. If you, like, yeah. Secure. But you can still use the, the Disney Wi-Fi, which hopefully is more reliable. Yeah, but campsite, especially in the morning time, I just love that quietness of a campsite in the morning nice. time. Yeah. If you have a little picnic table or something, you just sit out there mm, mm. in the beautiful mm. Florida weather. Hopefully the mosquitoes aren't bad yet, but anyways. Yes. Okay, moving on. My next one is the Solarium at Beach Club. I think someone else mentioned this as well. Yes. But just the natural light in there is motivating, if, mm. if that's a word I can use there. It's like... yeah get your get it done like it's a beautiful day out there's so much like sunshine and uh the solarium is a gorgeous room and it's like simplistic too it's not overly decorated in my mind um and they have some really good tables in there that you can kind of sit at and i feel like if you get there early enough these are kind of places too where i feel like if you get there early enough and you're clearly working that other people might come in and be like oh someone's working like we need to either either we're not going to hang out in here because we don't want to be loud and disturb them um, which, I mean, I don't know. We live in America, so people are rude. But yeah. I feel like if you get there early enough, some people might, you know, be quiet yeah, around. Yeah, you basically, like, set the precedent for what the purpose of the room is. So yeah. when you're in the beach club and you leave the, like, the gift shop quick service area, you're often are looking for additional seating. And there's seating outside. But there is, if you go toward the solarium, there's a technical, there's those tables that you could sit at. But mm-hmm. as you walk in, if the first couple of tables are filled up with people who are working, you might think as a probably a new guest to the resort, oh, this must oh, be this like, like a convention center space or workspace. It's like, oh, shoot, maybe I need to go outside. So like, yeah, I don't know. Get there early. I think get you're some of your buddies here. together and everybody just go in there and take up all the tables. Uh, they do have the TV that's in there, though, for the kids, right? Yep. 
So, I mean, that could be like a kind of a deterrent, but I would get in there and turn that TV down and then just start working. <laughs> Unplug it. Unplug the TV. Unplug it's it. Not, that's true, too. Working. I don't know it's why. too early. Sorry. No TV before 12 o'clock. <laughs> that's the rule here at the Solarium. Yes. And I've seen, like, I've, I've definitely seen guests in there eating their breakfast. So if, if you don't get there early, um, it just wait until after, like, that breakfast rush, and then you're mm-hmm. probably pretty clear for the rest of the day. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot, a lot of guests do their breakfast and then head out to the park, and then they eat their mm-hmm. meals there, right? Yeah. So I would say after that immediate breakfast rush, you're probably safe for the rest of the day. I would imagine it could maybe get hot in there in the summertime, like in the mid middle of the know. summer, but I'm not sure. I bet they pump in that um, the AC, but I still, feel like it's, it's pretty just... good because there is natural light. But in that first little hallway where those tables are, it's covered like the there are no uh, windows, like no skylights or anything. Um, so it really would depend on which way the the sun's coming in. But I don't. In all the times I've been in there, I don't remember it being warm at all. In there. Okay, it's just a beautiful room. So. I do remember being there during Halloween time and seeing a black cat and thinking it might be Thackeray Binks. Who knows? It probably was. Could have been. He was out there cursing you and you just didn't even know it. It was one of our first uh, character sightings at a distance pre-COVID because we couldn't get close to him because, you know, the window was in the way. Um, All right. For uh, my next one, I'll take us over to the Boardwalk Resort. And um, a few people suggested this one. Oh, by the way, going back to yours, the Dapper Danielle also submitted in the yeah. solarium at the beach club, which is pretty on brand because when we spoke with her, I know she was in the yacht club, but like yeah. beach club, yacht club are obviously sister resorts. So it would make sense that I feel like that's she's done a mind. good, she's done a good bit of work uh, remotely mm-hmm. around uh, Disney. So I feel validated that she picked that yes. one as well. <laughs> yes. Just throwing that out there. Thanks for the validation, Danielle. Uh, I'm going to take us over to the boardwalk. Um, and uh, again, a few people had suggested this one too. And and there are definitely some spots that I would recommend and some that I wouldn't recommend mm-hmm. at the boardwalk. But when you're in the, the main building of the boardwalk or even on the villa side, there are like these, I don't want to say random, but there are these couple like common areas that look like they couldn't do anything with that space okay. or maybe wanted to do something. So now they're just chairs, like nicer chairs and tables and stuff. And I would definitely go to those in the morning because okay. um, it's real like it's not even close to a quick service location where it would be a spillover for people to sit down and eat. Like, right. They're basically like space you might want to sit in while you wait for your room to be ready. If for some reason the lobby is full, but okay. most people don't even know it's there. So I would say st- I would start out my morning there. And then once the Bellevue Lounge closes, so the Bellevue Lounge is just off the lobby. Um, and they serve pastries and coffee in the morning, but then it closes until it becomes a lounge at night. So although there oh. are sometimes people sitting in there, there's no like purpose, right? There's no, like the okay. room is not serving a, a certain purpose. So um, it might be a little on, a, closer to being on the noisier side than the solarium maybe, or certainly than the um, than my first choice of the Carrollwood Pacific room in uh, Boulder Ridge at Wilderness Lodge. But um I just think it's a really, like it's a really nice, cool environment and relaxing, and I feel like I'd be able, to, I would be able to concentrate in there, um, over at Bellevue Lounge in the Boardwalk. I think it's a cool space. Now, you may when we did our resort rundown, we talked about how there are radios on the table that you could mm-hmm. put on to put some old school music. Not every one of the tables has that, so I would just not sit at one of those tables. Or if that's your if that's your jam, do it. Yeah. Um, what do you think the best way to get to Beach Club and Boardwalk? What do you think the best way to get there would be? Interesting question. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a variety of ways to get yeah. there. Just none of them are super fun. Um, you could park at Hollywood Studios and Skyline over. I, w- I would probably do that. Um, I mean, technically, you could walk into Epcot, but like, man, that's a bit It's a bit of a walk because right. you'd have to walk in, go to the back, and then leave. And of course, you have to have park admission. But if you're local, I feel like you probably are a pass holder, right? Right. Um, or if you're here on vacation, chances are you're here because you're, you're looking to go into the parks. Um, otherwise you'd be able to take a, um, yeah, I would, I would probably just take the Skyliner. Yeah. I feel like, and what a fun way to like, be like, Oh, I'm going to work. I'm going to get to ride the Skyliner. So. Yep. I mean, or you could always, um, do a, a, a dining reservation for breakfast and make like a thing of it. And if you're able, if you're one of those people who are cool enough to be able to expense meals, right. I would say get a nice little breakfast and then do your remote, uh, work work in one of the resorts. So there you go. Okay. Okay, and the last one that I have, um, I think that there are some hidden areas in Epcot, actually, mm. uh, in the World Showcase that I think would be good places for you to sort of like sh- set up. Sh- Whoa, what was I going to say oh. there? Set hey up now. shop and work. Um, so like I was thinking about Morocco. I feel like there's some little like hidden areas back there where there's not a lot of foot traffic. 
foot traffic. I cannot speak today. Um, and so I feel like those would be kind of cool to find some of those places. And I mean, maybe you're local and you do that, or if you're just, you need, you know, your family's there with you and you need to like go work for an hour or two in in a certain spot, you're still in the park there. So I thought that'd be kind of cool. It's your vacation. If you'd rather work than spend time with your family, that's your business, right? Do what you got to do. And explore some hidden, hidden caves and hidden caverns of the world showcase. Yeah, I was thinking uh, of all of the pavilions, I feel like Morocco might be your best bet because mm-hmm. there's really nothing going on in the back. Like with the China Pavilion and Japan Pavilion, there's like stuff or maybe even in the I know. So this is weather permitting, right? Because if right. it's raining or very hot and humid, maybe it's not your thing. But there is some shade for sure in Morocco. But um, even Canada in the back by the waterfalls and stuff like right. it's not always it's not really loud back there. I mean, you've got the white noise of the waterfall. But if you sometimes need just that's a quick, good ambiance for people. Break. Yeah, right. It helps them focus if you're doing stuff. Yeah, of course. By the way, we recognize that it depends on the work you're doing, right? Like if, if it's if it's something where you're going to be on Zoom calls and you'll be off mute, um, you obviously have to be really select as to where you're you're sitting. And I would say maybe there aren't any real in park options if you truly need silence because right. even in Morocco or Canada or anywhere where there's there's always going to be the potential for a kid to go by, you know, in a stroller crying because that's where that's what kids do. That's just the nature of a theme park and um, or someone screaming because they're having a meltdown. Even adults. I've heard adult meltdowns too. just the general public uh, making their voices heard. So just a, a tip there. Uh, my last one that I'll talk about before we get into some of the ones suggested by uh, listeners is at Saratoga Springs Resort. So this is kind of an interesting one. Um off of the back of their main lobby where the artist palette quick service location is, is the table service location, the Turf Club. Okay. The Turf Club is only open for dinner, so it's not open breakfast and lunch times. And there's seating back there. It's kind of it's like kind of like a lounge-ish. Um, I'm not even sure of the exact purpose of this space because the Turf Club has its own seating area and also an outdoor seating area that's all covered under a big awning. Mm-hmm. But then there's like um, just a bunch of booths and tables where that looks like a lounge. So it's technically overflow seating, or at least it's become overflow seating for Artist Palette, the quick service, but there's already plenty of seating for that. Mm-hmm. So it might be busy for breakfast, but after I would say after like 9 o'clock, um, after that breakfast rush, it's us- every time I go back there, it's it's usually empty. Yeah. Um, and it's a nice, comfortable, like booth style seats and stuff. So, you, like you know, you, I feel like you'd be comfortable and it's quiet. And if it's nice enough out, I would go out back. I've eaten lunch out there before. Um, does that sound silly at a restaurant? But like lunch yeah. that wasn't served by that location. Right. I, I specifically brought my, my food to sit there outside and overlook yeah. the little river back there, the end of the Sasagula River. It overlooks the golf course. Sasagula. Yeah, so just a, a little side thing that probably I feel like this location is not on a lot of people's radars because I don't think we think about this those resort are, for that. Those are the best ones, though, the best places. Yeah, that's that's kind of the point, right? All right, so let's hop into some places that okay. some listeners submitted that they've actually worked. So we, we've already mentioned uh, the Dapper and Danielle mm-hmm. and Solarium. So we'll move to Sophia, who submitted the contemporary, but specifically the floor below where you um, would get to like Chef Mickey's and where all the gift shops are. Okay. So that's uh, second floor or third floor. I always forget because there's a hidden floor. Yeah. When you take the escalator from the main floor up to Chef Mickey, you're taking two escalators, but you're on the fourth floor. I think it, I think it might be the second floor that's hidden. You can only take it by the elevator. But anyway, so it's either second or third floor. You just go up one level on the contemporary. It's where you check in for um, California grill. And there's just a bunch of couches there and and stuff. So uh, And it's typically not not busy. There really wouldn't be a reason right. for it to be busy. There's nothing going on there. Now, also on that floor is convention space. So okay. when there's some type of convention going on, you'll see people shuffling to and from. But just like you, they're also doing work. So probably mm-hmm. between 9 and 5, they're going to be in their rooms, except for when they break for lunch and stuff. So um, I would say that is a, a quiet space. And way I'm way, way back in the day, I'm talking like, probably the year 2002 or three or four or something like that. Or okay. I was in, yeah, like right when I was starting college, so it must've been 2004. Um, I sat there with my laptop and this was before Wi-Fi. This was before the resort had Lord. Wi-Fi. So I was, 
um, like widely used Wi-Fi. So, mm-hmm. um, and you had to pay for internet service in right. your room. I don't know if you remember those days. Oh yeah. And DVC members got got the Wi-Fi for free. That was like a big deal at the time. Now it's a joke because everyone Wi-Fi. gets it. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember sitting on those couches trying to find the resort's weak one like Wi-Fi signal beacon oh my gosh. because no, like no one, no one used it. It was right. so crazy. So obviously now we're 18 years later. Oh my goodness, it's a long time. You had to write your paper. Yeah, <laughs> ugh. Um, I wasn't even trying to do like works or school stuff. I just wanted to like be able to browse the internet. Surf I wanted the to, web. I wanted to ask Jeeves something. So because <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's a that would be a, a comfy space to to hang out there in the contemporary. That's a good one. Uh, the next one was at WDW Bathrooms, which thank you for that account because we need that. Yes. Uh, the Coronado Springs Conference Center was what they said. Ah, yes. So I think any kind of like conference area, right? Because they're sort of built for that. There should be plugs everywhere and yeah. uh, quietness, especially when there's nothing going on. So that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Coronado is an interesting place because once they added on Grand Destino Tower, um, there's like this space now that exists between the old lobby, the, the classic lobby of Coronado Springs and the new tower. And in there is this big open room um, that has a bunch of, it's like these big common, like common area tables where you could plug in and, and yeah. sit. It's a high top table and you'd be able to sit. So I wouldn't say prolonged work because I prefer to have a chair that has a back so you can like relax. Right. But if you like, you're talking like a quick 60 to 90 minutes of work, sit, just sit right there and do it. And it's not, typically busy in there because you really it's more of a walkthrough and lounge area um and not far from that is the the main gift shop um at, at coronado springs so yeah convention center even that big open room I, i'm sure it has a name i don't know the name of the room yeah but it would be a fun space courtney submitted the 60s section of pop century specifically poolside poolside okay which is interesting because poolside is a gamble right because you know it can be loud um it can be hot but if you're the type that doesn't mind the heat or you don't you don't need it to be quiet because you're working on stuff that maybe doesn't involve zoom calls and stuff Mm -hmm. you're looking at your spreadsheets and like noise doesn't bother you right um the idea of working near a pool is cool plus something like pop century and i know it's not everyone's taste but it's very in your face with it's decor, right? Yes. Like it's definitely a break from reality. It's definitely not an office environment. Not a lot of so subtle, it's truly... subtle touches there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think I think there's something to say about that because um, that would totally take me out of my normal work environment and definitely make it feel like I'm not at work, but also getting work done. So I totally see why why someone yeah. would um, someone has worked in this location before. So another one with a pool, um, Logan. Logan said the Old Man Island at Port Orleans Riverside, where the main pool is. Yeah. Old Man Island. Where are you going to work today? I'm going to go work at the Old Man Island. Yeah. Um, okay. Sure. You do. You do. You. Uh, but that's another like one that's by a pool. So if that's your that's your shtick there, you know, if you like doing that. Me, not so much, because uh, all I can think of is I'm going to probably have to wear sunscreen at some point, and also <laughs> bugs. Um, but bugs, yes. Yeah. But you know what? Some people love that. That's their environment, and I don't blame you for it. You do you. Yeah. And like I, I um, was just at Riverside yesterday, and I didn't. I, I ran around the the resort, but mm-hmm. I don't run through Old Man Island because it's like not really. Um, it's like too it's narrow. It's not Old Man stuff, Island, but, Greg. It's old. I'm sorry. Old Man. Old. Old Man. O-L apostrophe. Old Man Island. Um, it's pretty. There are. I feel like there are a lot of trees over there. I feel like you might be shaded. able to find a shaded spot. Um. By the way, none of these outdoor places would I recommend in May or September when it's love bug season because oh my gosh. you will be too busy swatting away yes. love bugs to be able yeah. to type anything on your little laptop or whatever it is you use to work. Good old love bugs. Um, the last listener submission here is from Kim at Castlebound Kim. Camp. This is more of a question. She wanted to know, does frantically answering work emails and attraction cues count? And I yes. would say, sure. Yes. yes, it does. If that's what you need yes. to do, you do it. I feel like I've totally been there, so I, yep. yes. 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 I would say yes. I've, I've written emails. I've taken phone calls. I remember my boss called me. Um, that wasn't that long ago. It was maybe September, October or something. Um, and I was in Animal Kingdom walking toward Dino Land. And like there's this little area where I think Kevin pops out. Mm-hmm. Kevin the bird from Up. There's like a little stage there. And there's like background music. It's right across from Flame Tree Barbecue. <laughs> and she was trying to have a serious conversation about a, a cast member incident at work that like it was one of my cast members. So like mm-hmm. I had to know about it. Um, I remember she was like, where, 
where are where you? Are you? Oh, I'm actually in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, Kevin's, right Kevin's walking King. towards me. I'm trying not to yes. freak out, but cool, but cool. So like, you know, uh, sometimes park's not always the best, but for emergency phone calls and stuff, you, you do what you got to do. Yeah. So uh, we also posed the question, if you haven't worked virtually in Disney, um, where are some places you'd like to try? And we have some of those as well. Mm-hmm. So Devin said, the balcony of a Savannah view room at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um which, yes. I mean, I think all of us would like to try that if we can afford yes. one of those rooms. I would love to be there too, Devin. So I was reading that and I was like, yeah, if you can afford it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, if you can afford it. <laughs> but um, any kind of Savannah View room at Animal Kingdom Lodge, I think would be amazing. Yeah. And obviously you'd have to be staying there, right? Yeah. Be able, they yeah. don't just have a room available for you to work in. I do get an overall like kind of aura of like quietness, though, at that resort. Yes. Like I just feel like it's it's not super crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, there is something that's calming about just like looking out and seeing a bunch of animals running around that yeah. you're, that you're not used to seeing. Right. Definitely. And there are some quiet spots in the, in some of the lobbies too, because, yeah. um, Animal Kingdom Lodge, no, we haven't gotten to it yet, but it's split up. It has Jumbo houses, mm-hmm. the original, and then Kadani village is the add-on, which has its own lobby. And, um, really either one, you could probably find a little corner to kind of tuck yourself into, but yeah, it's a, that's definitely another escape from your normal work-life reality over at Animal Kingdom Lodge, mm-hmm. which a, f- a few of you had said that, not just Devin. Um, we mentioned how a few have also mentioned Wilderness Lodge. Uh, the last one that I thought was interesting um, was from Amy, and she suggested Tom Sawyer Island in Magic Kingdom. And I yeah. thought, uh, great TSI from last week's episode, you may remember. Mm-hmm. Um it's an interesting one because, yeah, you're in a theme park, but there's no sound emanating from the island. There's no, right. like, background music happening. Obviously, when the stage show fireworks happen or Festival of Fantasy Parade goes by, you're going to hear some of those things. But you can kind of judge your time. Like, those are posted things that happen, so you can get around that. But there is a there are a series of tables and stuff to sit down. Yeah, that's like what I was wondering. Tables I was like, where would you sit? Things. You definitely have to have, you know, your own power sources for things if you needed, yes. you know, like charging of any of that sort but yeah i guess but if you want to get like two hours of laptop battery life somewhere different you could definitely do that on people might look at you weird over there but that's okay yeah (laughs) it's a good one um so now we're going to talk about a couple places that might seem like a good idea but maybe aren't the best idea to work in and we have a few of those as well because there are some things that i thought of and then was like "Mm, that probably wouldn't be great yeah there's some beautiful places but i just don't know if they're conducive to uh oh a work environment. Um, and one of them is the Riviera. And I've seen people work remotely from inside the library at Riviera. So when you walk in the lobby, right to the left is Le Petit Cafe. Le Petit and then Cafe. attached to that is the library. And it's like cozy in there. It's kind of dark, but in like a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very relaxing when it's empty. But that is, there's really not a lot of seating overall in the lobby area of Riviera. So when you get your drink from the Petit Cafe, a lot of people then go sit in the library. Mm, So if you don't mind, if you're not distracted by sounds and people walking in and out of there, I mean, it's right off the main path of the lobby. So, so many guests are like walking by, shuffling by kids in strollers, everyone doing everything. And also coming in to see what the room's all about. Like it's very distracting, but if you can handle that, then fine. But just know, I feel like that's one of the ones where it sounds better than it actually is. And if at any moment you have to come off mute on a Zoom call, like it's just a yeah. ton of background noise. I think that if you, a lot of people work in Starbucks, right? So they can mm-hmm. handle some of that noise. That might be one of those yeah. situations where like, if you're used to working in a Starbucks, you could handle this easy. Okay. Um, that. One of mine was the Polynesian lobby. So the lobby of the Polynesian Resort. I thought about that because I always like the ambiance in there when we go. But then I was thinking about with all the different restaurants, there could there could be potential for just too much noise because um, yeah. it can be quiet, like in between when they do breakfast and dinner for mm-hmm. Ohana. Yes. Um, but you still have these other restaurants and like the coffee place over there. And then you just have a lot of traffic with people checking in and moving it around, going to the pool and other restaurants yep. and Trader Sam's and so as I thought about that more, I was like, that's probably not a great, like, I, I love no. the smell of the lobby and the ambiance there, but probably not a great place to work. Yeah. And it's a monorail stop too, right? So people yeah. are shuffling on and off that you have, you know, people just there to visit myself yeah. included. So I get that. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the breezeway over at yes. the beach club What's the other one? and it's tough because I do love it. It's a great place to sit down, relax, catch some air conditioning, and it can be quiet in there. 
just the, the downside to that is it's right off the pool. So you'll have families coming mm. in and their wet flip-flops, making yeah. those wet flip-flop sounds coming in. So <laughs> Your it's favorite. like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I do really enjoy it. And I, that's always one of my go-to places when we talk about places to zen out or places to relax and cool down and beat the heat. Yes. But I don't, I don't think it's a, necessarily a great work environment. And right across the hall at the beach club is the drawing room and there's a pool table. People don't even know what's there. So if it's empty and you're the first one in there, people probably won't come in. Mm-hmm. But like they would have right. the right to if they wanted to start right. playing pool and stuff. So something to keep in mind. Maybe you could storm out then. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes. So hopefully we gave you all some ideas yeah. of, of places you could work. And of course, like if you're staying on a property, just in your room wouldn't even be half right. bad, right? right? I mean, like uh, this is beyond that stuff to, ven- to venture out into different locations. Yeah, if there's other places, let us know and tag us if there are places that you work normally. Like if you are one of those people that's like, oh, I, I like to go here. Let us know. We'll, yeah. build, we'll build our list. Before we get into some questions that were submitted in our Ask Beth and Greg, shout out to Stephanie at World Traveler Trading Co. A great spot to get some Disney-themed key fobs, keychains, lip balm holders, ear holders, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. The link to her Etsy shop is in our show notes. And, of course, you can use our special discount code. That Park Life. If you want to save yourself a little bit of money on your order. All right, so if you'd like to submit a question for Ask Beth and Greg, you can do so on our website, thatparklifepodcast.com, or we have our story highlight on our Instagram, at thatparklifepodcast. Ask Beth and Greg. <laughs> don't we have an intro? Do we have an intro for this yet? I don't know. Uh, you, we do now. There it is. Oh, we're working so, on it. So um, first one is from Max, who you may remember a couple of times. We had Max on now. This is Max Kennedy on Insta and mm-hmm. TikTok. He wanted to know, what's something you'd never do again? This is a great question. I love this yes. question. Uh, I immediately had something, but I want to hear, I want to know what yours is because you've, you obviously live there. You do more things than I do. So I want to know what yours is. This is a paid activity. I okay. would not do the Keys to the Kingdom tour again. Okay. So, and I, I don't want this to sound anything like I'm telling you not to do it mm-hmm. for the first time. Um, just two things. One, I really don't think it would be different the second time around. Correct. Some tours may, might be different, you know, like just like a lot of attractions have rewritability. This is not, there's no retourability for me for Keys to the Kingdom. Yeah. Also, as someone who co-hosts a Disney podcast, and for those of you that, that are um, avid listeners of not just this, but really any like kind of consuming any Disney like content, like on TikTok, Instagram, and these mm-hmm. podcasts, you probably already know a bunch of the things That's from true. Keys to the Kingdom. Um, we talk about a bunch of trivia related things when we did like our um, our deep dive of like Haunted Mansion because a lot of the stuff that t- they talked about on the tour, you and I talked about mm-hmm. on our episode. So like you've been getting that stuff for free here and probably other places as well. So if you're looking to, t- I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Um, I don't think there'd be enough in it um to do it and also as a cast member i've seen some of the stuff just from being a cast member right i would say as um, a non-cast member though yes the benefit is if you really want to see what um like backstage areas if you really yeah, want to see the utilidor mm-hmm. and um just some of the backstage areas where they like hold certain things yep. then it's worth it to do it once but i agree i wouldn't do that one again um my i would never do again is eat at tony's restaurant they can burn that place to the ground i would not care Tony's is atrocious and they need to replace it. I mean, sorry if that's one of your things, but I just had a really terrible experience there. The food was terrible. Um, Mm. I didn't think that the ambiance was really worth it either. Okay. So that's just one of those like pass hard pass. I don't know how it's still open. I know people have talked about it many times. Like how's that place still open? You know, I don't know. Maybe you like it. Maybe it's a thing your family does, but I probably would never, will never, not probably, I will never do it again. No, I still haven't eaten there, and I'm not going to try now. Yeah. Uh, our next one was from, is it Neruda? Neruda15. Hopefully I said sure. that right. If not, I apologize. Uh, if you only had two hours in Magic Kingdom, which rides must you do? Rope dropping, of course. Oh, I'm curious to see what you said. Okay, so mine for two hours rope dropping, we would have to do Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, and the People Mover. Okay. Those are our must-dos. Like if we get, Um, if we get to do nothing else, but like those few things during the day, mm -hmm. we're we're like, it was still successful. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So I'm going to give you a couple of attractions and I think people are going to think I'm crazy. 
um, you at least got one of the mountains in there because mm-hmm. typically people think, okay, if we're going to rope drop, it's going to be one of the mountains or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Seven Dwarfs uh, Mine Train. Or just like, yeah, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or something big. But if you if you were to tell me I only had two hours in the park and I was going to try to maximize and I wanted to get a full, like a full scope, mm-hmm. a full feel of Magic Kingdom, this is what I do in this order. I would do Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, PhilharMagic, People Mover, and then Country Bear and Jamboree and call it a day. Okay. The thing the thing about that that two hour block is I think you could be able you'd be able to do all of those in two hours. Two hours seems like a long time until you realize it includes walking, yeah, wait time, ride time, and exit time. Right. But I think we'll be okay because the last time I did rope drop, I we immediately walked to Pirates, walked directly on. Yes. Did Haunted Mansion and it was not even ten o'clock. Yeah. So um, I would add pirates. Why... I would add pirates to mine if I yeah. could. Like if we're rope dropping, because so, we always go left, right? That's the thing we always say. Like yep. go left when you go into the park. If you're rope dropping, always go left. Um, and that's what we usually do. It's like Jungle Cruise pirates. Like yes. we just make our way around. Yeah. But I would add and pirates. For this string of attractions, you'll notice I hit Adventureland, Liberty Square. Mm-hmm. Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, and then back to Frontierland. And the only reason why Country Bear Jamboree is last on my list is because right now it doesn't open till 11. Right. So it would have to be this 9 to 11. And, and now it might change. So if it doesn't open till 11, then technically that doesn't, that's not a part of the first two hours of the day. So I would just take that part out. Yeah. I mean, it makes me sad even just to have two hours. I'd be like, why, why even do it? But yeah, why? If, oh my goodness. That's all you got. <laughs> um, okay. And then we have Nancy at All Things Nancy. Get it, Nancy. She's telling us about all the things. Um, all things Nancy, she wants to know what our dream resort stay is. Mm. What's yours? I mean, I have two, really. I said okay. earlier, Wilderness Lodge is one of mine. But okay. I would say top tier would be Polynesian for me. Oh, really yes. I want to stay at the Polynesian. Like, for a stint, too, right? I don't I don't understand, like, some people that can do, like, one or two nights. I'm like, no, man, if I'm going to make it worth it, it needs to be, like, at least three nights. More. I would say I'm with you. So don't like I'm someone who does one nighters, but mm-hmm. only as a local. Before yeah. we we were not doing one night, but um, I feel like three is the minimum because the first night it's all like sinking in. The second night, like oh, I'm used to this. You wouldn't want to leave the next. Yeah, because the so third like night you're you're packing up pretty much. So yep, yeah. And Doug really wants to stay in the little like bungalows that go over the water over there. And you he, told him good luck. I know, but he really that's I mean it's our, it's a dream resort, right? He really wants to try yeah. out one of those. So. so I have two answers as well, and it's not so much the resort because I've stayed at, at the resorts, but it's the specific accommodation. So okay. kind of like how you're saying Doug wants to try the bungalow at Polynesian. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my two dream stays would be one of the cottages at the boardwalk. I know we talked about this mm-hmm. in, on our resort rundown So you could be your golden but... girl dream. You can live out your golden girl dream. Yeah. <laughs> have a little lanai. Yes. And, um, you know, it's the loft style two-story room there at the, at the uh, boardwalk. And then my other one... And this, these are in no order, but I think really this is really my true big dream, okay. is a three-bedroom grand villa at Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort. They have floor-to-ceiling windows. It's two stories. Um, mm. And I would get a theme park view so I could overlook uh, Magic Kingdom. Is and that it's, where, to me, like, that's... Is that where Mariah was for... Or no, not Mariah. Who was there? Um, Peyton. I swear Peyton, like, had a bridal shower for her sister in that room. It's possible. I don't remember offhand, but I mean, yeah, you know. Because it was at the Contemporary. It was two stories and it had like, Mm. it was one of the walls was completely window. And I was thinking, are they staying here or are they just, it looked like they were just renting it out for a shower. And I thought to myself, can you do that? Is that a thing? Well, technically no, but I mean, you'd be able to rent it for the night. Like you could pay cash. It's a, so it's part of the DVC rooms, but just like everywhere else, you can still go to the Disney website and book it. I know we haven't done our, our Bay Lake Tower, um, episode yet on the resort rundown but yeah okay. anyone could could get a room there not just dvc members but if you got it for the night and split it with a bunch 10 of or people. so people and okay. call that like your bridal shower or whatever baby you know, i think baby. it was a bridal, bridal shower bridal shower but i was like yeah that, that would insane. not be a bad idea yeah yeah it looked gorgeous and i was like are they staying here are they just having this shower here but anyways i did get to see it recently so it looks pretty dang cool not gonna lie yeah very contemporary <laughs> all right Thus concludes our Ask Beth and Greg. How many news nugs you got? I got two. All right, then you go first. 
Well, actually, I think I have one nugget and one, like, rumor nugget. Rumor okay. unconfirmed. Okay. We'll start with okay. the confirmed. So Disney announced the minivan service is returning this year. I know some people were anxiously awaiting that announcement. They prefer that method of transportation, um, especially for going from one resort to the other. When it does come back, if you are staying at a resort and would like to hop over to another one quickly to do your remote working, maybe minivan service is for you. It does offer direct you know, resort to resort um, transportation. Mm -hmm. Many of the vehicles have been sitting in the Epcot parking lot. And before that, um, they were in Disney Springs in the Strawberry lot. And there's been a lot of talk about whether minivan service is coming back. I work with people who formerly were minivan drivers, and we've been talking about it. Like, does anyone know anything? Right. All the cast was let go. Certain news websites were declaring that that was never returning because everyone was let go. They were obviously wrong. But, um, Back in 2020, where I work, we had to unwrap a few of our vehicles. And I, I remember talking to the guy who from the company, and he was like, yeah, we got this big order to go unwrap all of these minivans. I'm like, oh, that's not yeah. that's not a good sign. So I'm guessing some of them were unwrapped and turned in. Maybe it's going to be a smaller fleet. Don't know. Okay. Um, but officially returning this year at some point. Okay. Uh, my news nug is that the H2O Glow After Hours is returning at Typhoon Lagoon. So every Sunday starting May 28th through August 27th from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m., uh, you can do the H2O Glow After Hours event. It's a separate ticketed event. Ticketed. Do you like how I said that? Ticketed. Ticketed. Uh, the event features DJ dance parties, popcorn, select ice cream treats, a glow necklace, shorter wait times. You'll also have access to exclusive glow-themed menu items to purchase and throw up later in the pool. <laughs> Tickets go on sale March 29th if you have a Disney Resort reservation um, or April 1st for, for the general public. Yeah, I'm like, these all seem very great, but then I'm like, you're just basically putting a bunch of snacks into these kids and then you're like pushing them down these water slides and stuff that slosh them all around. So I am also curious how many times they have to shut things down because someone threw up or pooped in the pool. <laughs> the wave pool at Disney's Typhoon Lagoon now featuring 20% more vomit. Duty, <laughs> duty. <laughs> Turns into a whole Caddyshack moment. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. These actually do look pretty cool, though, uh, the pictures and stuff that I've seen, because you get, like, all these different characters, and they, like, because it's uh, Toy Story, right? They have some Toy Story characters, and they come out with, like, glow necklaces, and they're dancing and things. Yeah, they didn't announce the character. I mean, they tend not to announce who's going to be there, but mm -hmm. I would expect some character sightings. And, yeah, and they, they do it up to all fit the glow theme of the night. Yeah. So, I mean, cooler than glow bowling, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, in previous years, the ticket price was $59 in advance and $69 the day of. They have not announced what the prices are, but you can kind of guess that's what they were before. So now they'll probably be about $200 a month. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this week, um, we'll we should see. have a better idea of what yeah. the prices are. Okay. Um, so my last little nug here is like technically news, I guess. Okay, so hear okay. me out. I happen to see on Instagram a couple... Um, announced that they were hired to be performers at the new Finding Nemo musical. So we, Disney did announce yeah. that the Finding Nemo musical was being reimagined and renamed, uh, being called Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond. And we know that it's going to include the Finding Dory timeline, so not just what happened before that right. movie. But the post that I saw on Instagram was from, it looks like a husband and wife couple who were recently hired to be performers, and they said in their caption that they're starting rehearsals uh, within the next month or two. So if okay. we figure that out, that's April, May, which makes me think that they probably aren't going to be rehearsing for more than like a month-ish, could we say? So, so it July? sounds like an early summer. I was thinking June-ish. June, okay. An early, I'm, I'm thinking maybe an early opening um, for this. Because sometimes when they say, you know, opening in 2022, it could be December. But if yeah. they're starting rehearsals next month, I don't think it's going to be fall or winter. Right. If I had to guess, I would say summer. So... Again, not exactly a news nugget per se, but an interesting like little perspective on the new Finding Nemo musical coming to Animal Kingdom, maybe in the summer. All right, let's go back in time for some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with the Mouselets. You can head over to the website, themouselets.com, to check out some of the cool Disney-themed merchandise. And it, maybe you're one of their million followers on TikTok. Yeah, and also look at all the cool posting. stuff they've been doing. Because they just yes. did um, a really quick trip down here for um, some stuff with Undercover Tourist, Tourist. I think it yeah. was. And they got to do some really cool things. So yeah. hopefully you get to see some of that content. 
um, even though it's not on their stories anymore. But uh, I'm taking us all the way back to 1985 because it was the year that both of us were born, and that was an amazing year. Uh, 1985, legendary actor Bob Hope was on hand for Disney's MGM's official groundbreaking. So that happened this week. It was a 135-acre plot of land located one mile southwest of Epcot. The park opened, That's obviously, in 89. Away. Yeah. Huh. Uh, the park opened four years later in 89, but they had their official groundbreaking this week in 1985. With Mr. Bob Hope, who That's right. was just on the episode of The Girl and the Girls I was watching uh, That's last right. night. Uh, I'll go back to 1987, and this isn't park-related, but... I, didn't, I don't know much about this part of Disney, so I thought this was interesting. Okay. In 1987, the very first Disney store opened in Glendale, California. I didn't know they were that old. Uh, of course, this was Disney's first retail store outside mm-hmm. of a theme park or resort, and of course, they spread out throughout the country, and now it's a little bit of a different situation, but 1987, so 35 years ago was our first <sighs> Disney store. I'm so old. I'm so old. Um, that's cool. I like it. All right, before we get to our quote to wrap up our episode, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We love to hear fun things. Uh, it just helps us in the grand scheme of the world of Dizzy Podcast. It helps others to find us easier as well. So we appreciate that. You can follow along with us on our Instagram or our TikTok at That Park Life Podcast. My personal Instagram account is at The Real Beth McDonald. And I am at The Disney Greg. Yes, and if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, share any kind of moment with us, we'll listen to you. I don't care. It doesn't have to be Disney-related. You can head over to our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com. You can submit a magic grand there. That's free for everybody uh, just to share some Disney magic. Uh, If you would like to ask us a question, you can head over to our Instagram as well for that. In our highlights, ask Beth and Greg, not ask, what was it, Geg and Beth? uh, Oh, gosh. Beth and Greg? No, that's our names. Greth and Beg. Right? And I don't remember now. Greth and um, Beg. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, ask us a question and we will talk about it in our the new segment that we have on our podcast that we did today. Uh, we just love to answer your Disney questions. Sometimes you have random things that pop up. We would love to answer those. So thank you so much. And I'm going to hand it off to you, Greg. And now for a quote from The Good Dinosaur, an animated Disney feature. Mm-hmm. Quote, sometimes you got to get through your fear to see the beauty on the other side. And with that, we say goodbye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Maybe sometime soon you'll have an opportunity to work remotely somewhere in Disney. But until then, goodbye. See you real soon. (laughs) Oh, boy.